Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, The Talent Surgery, The Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Today, we are joined by Tina Shasser, the Senior IT Analyst at TD Securities. TD Securities is a Canadian investment bank and financial services provider that offers advisory and capital market services to corporate government and institutional clients worldwide. They have over 4,000 staff worldwide, and Tina has recently joined them. Tina is a senior woman in technology, and as a black woman in technology, she is here today to share her story and perspective on what we can all do to build more inclusive workplaces. Tina, I am so happy to have you here on an episode of the Women of Fintech. Um, it's great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited uh, to be here. Yeah, I really, really am excited to hear your perspective. But before we go into everything, tell us a bit more about your role at TD and what that actually entails. Sure. Um, so I am a senior IT analyst. I work in the support space, so supporting um, the production systems. I mainly work in the Murex space, so supporting Murex, supporting from uh, front to back. And I've been working in the tech space for over 10 years now. I think um, you've told me recently that um, it was only a short while ago that you joined TD. So tell us a bit more about what actually drew you to TD. Yes, so I joined not too long ago. Um, and for me, this was quite the the long anticipated career move for me right yeah. and um for when i i decided i decided to obviously start looking around and then i came across td i did my research on uh, on td and for me it was very important to be able to join a company which was aligned with my values so the work was important, everything else was important, but making sure that I was working for an organization that was aligned with my values was very important to me. So, you know, I, I, I did my research and obviously upon doing that, finding out a lot more about some of the initiatives, I found out that, you know, TD had been uh, recognized by Forbes as one of the best companies um, for diversity and inclusion to work for in 2021. So that was really excited. And getting to speak to everybody along the process really affirmed me that this decision was the right decision for me and I was going to be joining a place that I was uh, not only going to thoroughly enjoy just doing the work but it, there were so many opportunities for me to to grow and in, um, in the space. 
It's so important, isn't it? It's not just, yes. you know, what's the job, it's the environment. And, you know, you just yes. said so nicely, like you've got to be engaged and happy to be there to be able to be, you know, the best of yourself. And it's lovely to hear, you know, that the values were so aligned. Yes. Um, so just thinking about that and thinking about your career growth, like you, you, you've grown at such a phenomenal rate in the last decade. I, I wanted you just to share that with the audience. Yeah, so I, like, like I mentioned before, I've been working in the, in the tech space for over 10 years, started straight from university. I've been fortunate enough to be able to have worked all over the world. I started off my career in London, I moved to Paris, and then I did a small stint in Sydney, and then I went to Stockholm, and then I ended up in New York, and then I came back to London. So it was such a fun and exciting time for me because I was uh, working in consulting at that time. So I got exposed to so many different cultures, working in different countries, and I was able to, you know, be faced on, be working on many projects that really challenged me to grow not only my skills, but as a individual, as a person as well. And one thing that I wanted you to share with the audience, myself and, and you, we, we've had this conversation yes. before, and I think that it's so, so important that we share this to the audience. But can you give us some insight to your career progression as a woman and as a woman of colour in technology? Yes. So being a woman of, of colour in technology is challenging. Um, first of all, there's not that many of us in, in the industry. So as my when I was younger you know, I, it was all about learning what I could learn and, you know, trying to see which areas I wanted to, to go into and how I could progress my career. And the more experience I got and the more I was climbing up the ladder, I started to notice that there was no one that really looked like me that was in those senior positions. So for a very long time, it was very hard for me to see myself um, to visualize myself in those positions because I was not seeing that. And that's actually one of the other reasons that drew me to TD because when I was looking around, I was, you know, seeing that there were so many people that looked like me in the space. And for, for me, that was a clear indication that there was room for me to grow into those positions, into those spaces. But being a woman in tech is, is, is very challenging. And so career-wise, some, sometimes I, I felt like I was not taken as seriously as my male counterparts, right? I walked into a room and nobody would really, if I would say something and you know, my male colleague could say the same thing and they would listen to him, but not to me, right? And so it was facing those challenges and, and trying to overcome it. And I found myself working sometimes 10 times harder just to prove myself when I saw that other people, like I said, some of my male counterparts were not having to do the same work or putting in the same level of effort. You know, eventually I, I got to where I was, but it was a lot of hard work that went into it just to be given the opportunity sometimes to be able to get where I am today. Mm. And, you know, it's difficult for me to, you know, hear this because I, I, I know it's true and I know that your, your experience is shared by, by so many others. And this is what a podcast like this is, is about. This is about us building networks so that we can really drive change and, you know, and, and make this industry a better place. With regards to that, how important do you think fair promotion and accurate recognition is to this? It's, it's very important. You know, I've always raised it in, in previous experiences that I was not seeing people that were being promoted that I felt were, should have been promoted, right? I, I've been through 
a couple <laughs> promotion runs myself. And sometimes they were just exhausting, right? Because I always felt like even no matter how hard I had worked, it, I always had to prove myself even more. The amount of evidence sometimes I had to, to submit to get the promotion, um, the amount of fighting I had to put up to even get to, to the point where I was promoted. It was, it was a lot when, it was, when I felt it was not even necessary because everything else that I was doing was speaking for itself. And so uh, it, it's very important that, you know, in organizations, people are rewarded and, uh, and promoted accordingly so that, you know, we, we work hard and we can feel that we are being compensated fairly because what usually tends to happen is that when you don't compensate people fairly and, you know, when people are just not happy, people will either start leaving or people will just, you know, not be motivated anymore. And as an organization, you don't want that in your people. So there's still so much work to be done I feel in the industry to make sure that there is that equal promotions and and equal compensations uh, amongst uh, especially people of color. Mm, Absolutely absolutely and thank you again for for sharing so openly you know your experience of of having to go above and beyond when it's come to promotion rounds for you know your work not not speaking for itself as it would do for somebody else and I think that we've got to be really open and honest about this that you know fair promotion accurate recognition is incredibly important and it's been incredibly challenging for you um, with the status quo being the way that it has been so just mm. looking back what advice would you give yourself if you could go through it all again not that you'd want to <laughs> <laughs> no um, I would say go where you appreciate it is, mm. is what I've learned. And I've had to learn that the hard way um, is that, you know, sometimes you can be in a situation and, you know, if, if that appreciation is not being shown and if you um, are finding yourself in a situation where you're having to work 10 times, 20 times as harder, right? Maybe reevaluate that. One other things that, you know, maybe I could have done a bit better was maybe think of other ways I could maybe get mentorship outside of the workspace as well because I feel like that could have been very beneficial. I've had great people around me, great mentors within the workspace, but maybe getting a mentor outside of work would have been also a good thing to do. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And that's great advice for other people in the same situation. Mm. Now looking at sort of wider change and, um, you know, I think think a a lot of the time with these conversations, it's what can... What can we do as, as women in, in the industry um, or, or, you know, you as a woman of colour, you saying, right, this is what I could have done differently. But actually, I think it's about workplaces needing to really start changing their programmes, improving their policies, making sure their practices are much more equitable and, and really driving inclusion forward. With regards yes. to, to that angle, what policies do you think need changing to allow for authentic inclusion within workplaces? I think one of the, the important things that company needs, companies need to make sure is that they are recruiting, they're making more of an effort to recruit um, a diversified portfolio of candidates, right? Um, making sure that they are actually being active and, and going out there in the community to, to find out, you know, how else they can get access to those candidates. There's so many communities out there, so many groups out there that you know, when I speak to, to, to some people and I hear about the work that they're doing, 
and so sometimes the work that they're doing with some organizations, you can, you can see that there's so many opportunities for organizations to collaborate within the community and to be helping to bridge those gaps so that we can continue to be able to have, for example, when you look at your management, you want to have diversity in that management, right? Because that also attracts candidates. Some people will be put off if they look at maybe a company website or maybe look looking through the LinkedIn and they're not seeing anybody that looks like them. For some people, it would be a straight no. I don't want to work for an organization like that because they don't see the representation. So representation matters more than I think a lot more people realize. So I think that should be one thing I would say more companies need to really work on improving to making sure that there is that diversity in their talent. Yeah. And you know, I couldn't, I couldn't support you more on that. I think that one thing that really resonates from what you're saying is there are so many different communities out there. You just mm-hmm. need to make, make the time, make the effort to go and reach out to those communities yes. authentically um, and, and have an environment where, where they'll want to join. Yes. I think that's really, really eye-opening what you're saying there. Now, ju- just looking to the people that listen to this podcast, I always love to leave everybody with like a call to action, you know, your call to action. So my question yes. and my last question to you is what would that call to action be with regards to what more we should all be doing for genuine, authentic workplace inclusion? As you know, one of the things that uh, is of great interest to me is STEM, right? Uh, being able to starting to build those communities in the workplace, um, engaging the outside community, um, seeing how you can start to engage their young minds, letting them know about the world of, of STEM and the diversification and the roles and the opportunities that are there for, for, for them to be able to think about careers in this field. Um, and one of the events I've done not too long ago we went into a school and were able to really talk to these young kids and they were so excited and it it left them really you know excited and thinking about some of the career opportunities that they could because people have this idea in their head that when you work for example in tech all you're doing is coding right which is not the case at all right there's so many opportunities and so many career paths and I, I think more and more organizations need to be involved in initiatives like that and making sure that they're spreading the, the, the word out there and they're getting the younger minds more engaged and, and involved. And that way, you know, in the future, they can continue to have access to these brilliant young minds that they can be able to maybe mentor from a very young age until, you know, one day they might come back in and, and work for them and recognize who they are mm. because of that engagement that they had with them when they were quite young. So, yeah. And, and I love that story. Just, you know, I'm visualizing all the, all these kids just absolutely loving, you know, hearing all about it. And I think that's such a responsibility for us all, isn't it? So it's great you shared that as a bit of advice. So Tina, today has been absolutely brilliant learning about you and your experience. Um, thank you for being so open and honest. These are really personal experiences and personal journeys that you've shared with us. Um, but it's so important for the future of this industry to be getting better. Um, so thank you for your story. Um, it's been great talking thank to you. you and thank you for joining me on thank the women so of podcast. <laughs> thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure amazing thank you